This is Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. Your host, Carl Valeri, has over a decade of experience counseling pilots. Aviation Careers Podcast will help you navigate towards your aviation career goal. Here is your host, Carl Valeri. Welcome to episode 110 of Aviation Careers Podcast, the podcast where we try to bring you inside the aviation careers, whether it's flying an airplane or it's being a mechanic or anything that's involved in aviation and aerospace. You know, this has been really an inspirational show for me to listen to your questions. And also, it's it's great to hear from you and getting the feedback. So please send in those emails, feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com. As a matter of fact, this episode today is going to be the feedback from our listeners and some really inspirational stories that we have. I encourage you to go to aviationcareerspodcast.com and listen to this there and also look at all the links with all the episodes. We have lots of different links that you can look towards uh, to actually get the information that we talk about but also, there's lots of other links on there that I won't mention in the show that you have to go discover on the on the website. But before we begin, real quickly, uh, the new version of the Scholarships Guide will be coming out shortly, so make sure you download that. It's also, if you purchased it on Amazon, the Scholarships Guide will be uh, uploaded, the newest version. All you have to do is re-download the book. So it's going to be 2016 Scholarships Guide will be able to be downloaded there. Well, anyway, let's get on with the show. This has been a really cool week for me. You know, uh, I'm I'm still I'm not doing this as often as I should, but I I love to share stories as to what I did today or this week flying. I had a really cool week flying. I went out to uh, first time ever. I went to Liberia, Costa Rica, and got to fly over Lake Nicaragua and all you know the different volcanoes that are out there. Beautiful approach into the runway. A really neat place to stay. And uh, with the airline I work for, of course, we stay at one of the resorts there right on the beach so I had a wonderful time enjoying the beach and, and the resorts uh, if you want to take uh, I usually like to put pictures out on my Facebook page uh, so if you want to take a look at my Facebook page at Carl Valeri uh, also I'll try to put a few out there on my uh, aviation careers uh, page but I don't like to put those kind of you know relaxing on the beach pictures but uh, try to keep flying pictures on on aviation careers podcast so a uh, wonderful time uh, neat approach uh, we also uh, got to do some other challenging approaches into New York area because of weather, et cetera. So it was just a just a wonderful trip and a wonderful time. That's the one cool thing about uh, being an airline pilot. It's a cool thing being involved in aviation in general because uh, people are just so passionate about what they do. But anyway, uh, before we move on, there's also one more announcement uh, on at expertaviator.com. You know, that's the uh, blog where I have a lot of technical articles. I also keep these podcasts in there. Um, we are, I came out with a video. And it's actually a really cool course. Uh, if you want to learn more about that course, it's about holding patterns, advanced holding patterns. It's uh, it's a video course taken from a safety seminar that's done, done by Chris Pazala. Chris is the person, remember, who wrote the book, Advanced Guide to Holding Patterns. And uh, you can also purchase that book on Amazon. I have a link in the show notes here. Take a peek at that. It's really neat stuff. As a matter of fact, uh, Chris is going to be on the other podcast, Stuck Mike Avcast, which is you know more about learning to fly and living to fly. So uh, take, a, take a listen to that episode. It's coming up soon. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about holding patterns and also introduction to holding patterns. This isn't really a technical podcast here, but I know a lot of you uh, might be interested, especially uh, some of you military folks that are trans 
transition into civilian world and everybody in general. It's a great review, and it's also some really good information, and it'll dispel a lot of myths about holding patterns. The video number one is free. Uh, so go to expertaviator.com slash holding, and you can watch video number one. It's a really good refresher of uh, holding patterns, patterns and uh, how to and, uh, excuse me, enter the holding patterns. It's, uh, it's really cool. And it, uh, it also, oh, oh, and the other thing is you get 10% discount uh, as a listener of Aviation Careers Podcast. Uh, the, the code, now remember this code if you're going to purchase it, it's ACP10. ACP10 is a coupon code. I'll put that in the show notes. Uh, ACP10, that gives you 10% off uh, the rest of the video. There's five videos in the series. You get number one for free, and then the rest, uh, I think they're, we're selling it for $64 right now, which is a, a really good bar and especially having two flight instructors teaching you how to do holding patterns and uh, advanced holding patterns. Let's get started with some of the questions. We have some really cool stuff uh, that came in uh, from the emails. Again, at feedback at Aviation Careers Podcast. Sorry we've gotten a little bit behind on those. I've had some really cool guests, but we're going to start really banging out some of these questions. So here, let's start with the first one. It starts with, I really enjoy listening to you and your hosts at Aviation Careers Podcast. I appreciate the great insight and advice all you provide. I'm currently 44 and have decided to pursue my childhood dream of flying for my career. I currently hold a private pilot certificate with 160 hours, approximately 70 of which are simulated instrument. I've had large breaks in my instrument training, preventing me from finishing the rating. I'm scheduled to attend ATP's 100-day fast-tracked 40-hour multi-engine career pilot program in May at their St. Pete Clearwater location. I uh, currently have no multi-engine time. Once finished, I plan to flight instruct to help train new pilots, gain more experience, and build pilot and command time. Like many other pilots, I like to build time quickly and then apply with a regional. I'm wondering if I should consider applying as a first officer with a charter that flies turbine aircraft when I'm at 500 to 800 hours total PIC time as an instructor or to keep instructing to consistently build PIC time. I understand being an, a first officer that I won't receive much pilot and command time, but if I can get into the cockpit of a turbine aircraft and learn turbine operations, will that have any advantage over continuing the flight instructing and building PIC time when I apply for the regionals? Thanks for your insight, advice, you can provide. Uh, having pilot and command time is great, uh, and thanks for the question, by the way, uh, but also having that turbine time is really cool. The really neat thing, if you can swing this, is to do both of those, is my suggestion, is try to fly the turbine aircraft. 500 to 800 hours is a lot, though. If you think you're going to get that much uh, time, that's terrific. Uh, if you can... Uh, you know, as far as PIC time as a flight instructor, but still turbine time is turbine time. Uh, but, it, but let's look at it and get really serious with the person that you're talking to. You know, how much are you really going to be flying? Are you going to be flying 200 hours a year? Um, you know, that, that type of thing. So really look at that. But the, as far as the regionals are concerned, uh, if you could just get your total time as quickly as possible, right now they're hurting for pilots so much. The most important thing is to get to that 1,500 hours or to get to be able to apply for your ATP and get it finished and get it done. So that's really, really important. So just remember that, that you really need to get the, the total time down. Turbine does look better, but if you're not going to get a bunch of turbine time, then you really need to to uh, think about that. So again, go back, find out how much you'll really be flying. What would be really cool is if you could do both. You know, some people do that. They work uh, part-time uh, for one of these charter organizations, that type of thing. So I hope that helped. If you have any other questions, please 
please uh, write me in and let me know. Let me know how things turn out. I'd love to love you to follow up with me. So I appreciate that question. So yes, try to get the total time. As far as the regionals are concerned, a lot of the people that are coming to them don't have turbine time, uh, but uh, they want to make sure that you can actually get the ATP. So your total time is, is quite important. Uh, so again, that's the, that's the part of it you need to ask is that question, how much you're really going to get, how much time. Okay, moving on to the uh, to the next question. Says uh, it comes from a listener and says, uh, "And by the way, these were uh, going back about a month or so. I've been that backed up with with questions and episodes. So again, I apologize, but uh, we're trying to catch up with these." Uh, says, "What an encouraging episode! Once again, you once again, thank you for putting together a wonderful resource. And this particular episode struck a chord in my heart. My wife and I made the decision to move to Asia for personal reasons, and it was adding years to my career path in aviation." But we have carefully planned a roadmap, set a mission, and added checkpoints. We plan to have kids while we are young and save as much as we can while we are in Asia. Despite what a lot of people say about the high cost of living, it really comes down to a lifestyle choice. For example, we don't need a car, food is relatively affordable, and the tax schemes are different. The trade-off is I can only fly in the summer when we go home. Because she is a teacher and I have a flexible schedule, we can go for weeks at a time. With some creativity, I found a place that enabled me to finish my ground school online. We've been doing this for three years, and I aim to finish my private pilot license this summer. What I'm trying to say is this. There's a different path for everyone, and there's always a trade-off. Much like flying, you can't have fuel burn, speed, and altitude all at once. Plan, check, and execute. I hope my journey can inspire others. Finally, if the listener from Burlington, Ontario, wants to get some insight into what moving to Hong Kong is like, there's a like there's here's a fellow Canadian in Hong Kong. He can contact me or if he wishes. Uh, I've applied to Cathay's uh, cadet program, uh, not the advanced entry, and it didn't get in and wouldn't be able to comment on how and what I don't know. But I am available for what I do know. That's great. Thanks for that resource, by the way. Uh, if if someone a listener has a question. And any of you that are listening have a question for someone who's been on the show, uh, write us and say, hey, I want to talk to the person that uh, gave you this feedback on a specific issue, and we'll put that out there and get in touch with that person. Uh, obviously, we don't uh, put names out on the on the podcast uh, for you know privacy reasons, but we can get in touch with a person and, and maybe have the person on the show. So I really appreciate you doing that and uh, putting that towards that person. Again, good good question. So on to the next question, uh, says, uh, good afternoon, Carl. I've been listening to your podcast on my iPad recently. Little background on me. I attended Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University after doing four years in the U.S. Air Force. In 2012, began my fixed-wing private pilot license and completed in summer of 2015. I always had an interest in rotary wing, so I began my rotary private pilot certificate in January. My goal is to do my rotary commercial following my private pilot license. Perhaps I will be able to find a low-hour job. Also, would like to get my IFR in airplanes and follow that up with my flight instructor in rotary. Lastly, still enrolled with Embry-Riddle, working slowly on my master's in aeronautical science with aviation management specialization. That's a lot of work. So far, I have been able to finance all this myself as a municipal firefighter, but I'm keeping my eye out for a possible scholarship or some other form of funding. Would love to hear more interviews from people in the Rotary world 
Loved your Low Flyers Helicopter and Aeromed podcast. Thanks for such a diverse show. Keep up the good work. Well, I appreciate that. We try to get as many people on in all the different types of aviation careers. Unfortunately, right now, there's so much focus on fixed-wing pilots at the airlines because there's such a shortage, especially at the regional. Uh, so a lot of this has been focused on that, but there's all sorts of cool jobs out there. We just are getting inundated late with uh, with all the movements that's happening at the regionals. By the way, if you there are some other helicopter interviews and some really cool ones out there. So make sure you check it out. I'll have a link to all the helicopter pilot interviews uh, on Aviation Careers Podcast. It's actually aviationcareerspodcast.com slash category slash helicopter pilot. And uh, that'll actually show you where all the different uh, interviews are and all the mentions about how to become a helicopter pilot are. There's a couple more out there. And there's some really terrific people that we've had on the show, especially the the gentleman, you know, the police uh, helicopter pilot, etc. Really, it's a it's a lot of fun. I love flying helicopters. Uh, I just wish I had more time to do it. I've put all my my life's effort into this podcast and helping people move forward in their career. But someday, when I get a little more time, I'm gonna go back and and start working on the helicopter rating along with my my glider rating. I like to do that too. But uh, those things have been put on hold because I'm trying to help people with their careers right now. Anyway, I appreciate that interview. And again, uh, check out some of the other helicopter uh, pilot interviews. By the way, too, um, in general, if you want on the right side of the screen on Aviation Careers Podcast, there's a thing that says categories. It's you got to go scroll down a little bit, uh, but you can search for the different categories like pull up uh, helicopter pilot, etc. Also, on the top right, there's in the right column, there is uh, you know a thing that says you know. Uh, here is uh, helicopter pilots, etc., and uh, or just do a search based on helicopter pilots. So I, I encourage you to do that. All right, moving on to the uh, next question here. It says, uh, I'm from Canada. I started listening to your podcast about a year ago, and I was on a job hunting road trip. Unfortunately, the only job I got was a dispatch slash office job at a small airline, as industry is moving incredibly slow in Canada due to the economy. I did all the training, but last minute I decided I wouldn't settle for a non-flying job. So I said thanks and went on my way. One year later, I got with America's first airline, Avianca, flying an ATR 72-600. When I applied, only had about 270 hours. I'm now flying from Mexico all the way down to Panama. I hope to be here a couple of years and then applied at Emirates and get on with their wide bodies. During my senior year, I started working on my private pilot's license. My parents said they couldn't help me pay for flight school, so right after high school, I decided to become a barber to pay for flight school and odd jobs here and there. I moved down to Honduras and converted all my licenses. That was a long process, and the whole process took about six months. I'd love to talk to you with you on one of your shows if you ever need a guest. It would be an honor. Thanks for your inspiration. Look forward to hearing from you. Hey, that's a great, great idea. Let's get you on at some point. Um, it's a very interesting story and very inspirational. Uh, I was just actually down uh, in that area. I flew over Honduras and then uh, Nicaragua on my way down to Liberia. I was just talking about that in the beginning. Uh, really, really pretty trip and some really cool flying down in that area. So real, we would love to hear your, your story. So uh, And anybody else that has a story, love to hear that. So thanks, thanks for that info. Thanks for that, uh, that email. Moving on to the next question, it says, uh, thank you again for all the work that you do at Aviation Careers Podcast. Even though I'm not looking for a career change, I enjoy learning about all the niches in the exist in the industry. It is fascinating to see all the ways that people work together to make aviation work. I'm writing to suggest a possible guest for an upcoming episode. 
A colleague of mine in the Air Force Reserve has written a book on what it takes to become a U.S. Air Force pilot. Colonel James Lackey is a current airline pilot and former active duty pilot. He still serves in the Reserve and has instructed on the T-38. His book, Silver Wings, has just come out. It might be a good opportunity for you and your listeners to consider an Air Force career by reading this book. Uh, There's more information on what what training requires in that book. So, by the way, that's a great idea. We'd love to have him on the show. Uh, Also, what I'm going to do is, in the show notes, I'll have a link to that book. It looks like a pretty cool book. I haven't read the whole thing yet, so I'm not going to comment on uh, whether I liked it or not. But so far, it looks very interesting. And I love to hear from people that have actually went into careers in aviation through the military. I think it's a terrific route to go. Uh, we don't stress it enough on this podcast because a lot of the people that I'm speaking to are looking at a civilian route. But boy, wouldn't it be great to go learn to fly, have everything paid for by the government, and also maybe even possibly have your, your degree paid for. Matter of fact, uh, I know there's a listener right now that, that uh, I've worked with in the past, and he's, uh, he's going to uh, work out a flying position now. He's in, uh, actually enlisted, and he's moving on as a commissioned officer soon. So it's going to be a, a quite a jump, but uh, best of luck to him also. But yes, I appreciate that. I'd love to, to read the rest of that book, and we'll have a link to that. It's called Silver Wings, and if you could, go to aviationcareerspodcast.com. Click on the link. Of course, uh, clicking on the link helps us out here, too, fund the podcast. We do get a little bit of commission from that. And uh, moving on to the next question, uh, it says here, I'm a recent guest on your website and found your information so helpful. I'm currently preparing for my commercial single-engine checkride in a 172RG. Your videos on constant speed propeller are excellent. Thanks to my CFI who recommended I check out your site. Um, actually, let's just talk about that a little bit. You can find more videos at expertaviator.com slash videos. I have them in order of, of popularity, like I have uh, the one about the holding patterns. I have the two videos about the constant speed propeller, and I also did an SR20, uh, uh, SR22 uh, review, so you want to take a look at that one. I hope I got that right. Uh, it's, uh, it's, I think, the fourth video down. But anyway, you can check that out. You can also link to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash expertaviator. Uh, the constant speed propeller videos, by the way, I don't know if I've ever told this story, but I put them out there because someone asked me to explain it to them, and I really didn't spend a lot of time on the audio portion of it and, and really refining it, but uh, it struck a chord, and, and a lot of people are using it actually in their classes uh, at their at their uh, flight school. As a matter of fact, video number three, we never finished, so I just realized that too just a couple of months ago. Someone reminded me, so I need to get that out there. And some other people have actually taken those two videos and made a third one themselves. Uh, but if you want to understand constant speed propellers, uh, it's out there. It's free. Uh, it's uh, based on Macaulay's books about uh, constant speed propellers. Really good stuff. So anyway, he moves on. Uh, again, if you want to look at those videos, again, expertaviator.com slash videos. So he continues, like you, I started my aviation career later in life. Just add 20 years, <laughs> 53 years old. I'm a retired high school teacher. I love teaching and flying. At 61, I feel that as long as I keep my medical current, I can keep flying for the rest of my life. Your presentation on your career choice is so inspiring. I hope to be a CFI and the truth to be known, would really love an experience flying for an airline, any airline, anywhere preferably in the U.S. to include Alaska or Hawaii. I believe I can do. I, I believe I can be near the required fifteen hundred hours in a year. Am I old too? Am I too old to fly for an airline? 
financially, I'm in good shape. Okay, so that's the big thing. You're financially in good shape. Uh, you're not too old to fly for an airline. Uh, it's interesting. I just spoke with some people at uh, ExpressJet Airlines. Uh, I was at a, an event, and uh, they said they have had people in their 60s that are being hired. Uh, they're hiring anybody in any age at the regionals. Uh, they understand you're going to be retiring in a few years, but yes, uh, that would be really cool. Uh, it's a feather in your cap, just a, something that uh, you can say is an accomplishment. Obviously, you're not going to get up to the senior captain pay, but uh, financially, you don't need to do that. So it's a great opportunity for you to have that on your resume. Also, when you do go back and you teach, it's really good to tell people that you are an airline pilot because you can bring a lot of that experience flying for the airlines to your students. And uh, being an airline pilot uh, gives you a lot of experience flying an IFR system. You know, I mentioned on the new video that we made about flying IFR, I've got over 10,000 hours flying in the system and in, in the IFR system. I have close to 12,000 hours, but actually in the instrument system. And that actually helps when you're trying to get students because they know that you have a lot of experience. Plus, I bring all those hours of experience to my students. And I've seen so many things and heard so many things. And, and, and it's just it's amazing, all that experience and how you can bring that experience to your students. So it's really good to become an airline pilot. And, and if you want to teach, to use that to teach uh, your students in the future. So I, I, hats off to you. I think you should go for it. You're not too old to do it. <clears throat> Excuse me. There's going to be a couple of sacrifices, obviously, but give it a shot. I would definitely do it. All right, moving on to the next question. It says, uh, hi, Carl, and the rest of the podcast. I'm a 20-year-old college student, and I have a passion for flying. After I graduated high school, I attended my local college university that had a program for flying, soon learning how expensive it was. One of my dilemmas is school loans. I come from a single-parent home, and none of my immediate family could sign for a loan for me. So two years went by, and I realized I was wasting my time because I had just taken the book portion of the course and none of the flying. I switched my major to aviation operations and decided to finish my associates with that. I still want to fly, but I've come to the realization I have to pay for it on my own, and I'm in the process of building credit. My plan now is to finish my associates and then sign up for ATP. I have a part-time job that pays well and would afford me the flexibility to fly when I get there. So my question is, do you think this is a correct start to getting my private instrument and so forth? If not, what would be a good way to get my pilot certificates? Because I would so love to get this that before this year is up. Thank you. Uh, I think it's a great idea to get it done as quickly as you can. Uh, there's many different opportunities. Uh, you mentioned one, uh, and there's, you know, all ATP is what you're talking about, but there's other accelerated programs out there. It's also, if it if you're the type of person that can do it on your own, like I did, I didn't go to an accelerated program except for my multi-engine commercial and my uh, CFI, but most of all of my other ratings were done uh, just a regular uh, flight school. And one of the things that's that's great about the accelerator is it, it packs it all in, you get it done quickly, but it's also going to be quite expensive. Another thing I would really encourage you to do is take a look at some of our scholarships. That scholarships guide, by the way, it's an electronic format, is uh, only $10. It's on Amazon. So uh, go to aerospacescholarships.com or just go to aviationcareerspodcast.com, click on the scholarships, and uh, you'd be surprised at how many scholarships you probably be able to apply for and get. So uh, good luck to you on that. If you have any problems trying to find that, it's right out there. Anyway, thanks for that question. And uh, I think what you're doing is great. Uh, but of course, you have to be careful as far as your own financial well-being. 
You have to make sure you move forward with uh, in a responsible manner, which I know you want to, uh, based on your question. I have faith in you. I know you're going to make it. So keep keep plugging forward. Keep looking for all opportunities that you can to finance that training. Keep looking out there and keep doing that because what you focus on is what you're going to get. So keep keep focused on that right there. The financing is is the roadblock. We all have roadblocks in life, but that's one of them you have to overcome. Get out there, look for scholarships, and look for all different ways, loans, et cetera, that you can pay for it. I know you can do it. Next question. Hey, Carl and Eric and Tom. First of all, I have to give you props, aviation pun intended, for the outstanding podcast. I've been listening for months, and as I pondered whether I'd make a move towards an aviation career, it's been an invaluable resource. I plan to utilize the scholarships guide soon as well. I'm one of those listeners who's older than 22, 32 to be exact, has a well-paying job, a wife and a kid, eight weeks old, congratulations by the way, and I'm dissatisfied with my career and have long looked at flying and recently decided to start taking steps toward the sky. I'm a student pilot now working towards my private pilot certificate and I love it. It's as much as I thought it hoped it would be and that's terrific. I'm I'm so happy to hear that. It's It just tickles me to death to hear people talk about some of the amazing things they uh, they get to do when they get to go up flying for the first time. I'm sure you're well aware of JetBlue's new Gateway Select program, aiming to uh, conditionally hire 24 future pilots with literal no flight experience, but high aptitude. I'd like your honest thoughts on it. Is, uh, is this a smart program to get involved with? It is certainly a large financial commitment, but then with a guaranteed right seat job on the ERJ-190 when it's over in about four years, uh, is this a good route or better route or worse route than just continuing to earn my ratings and hours on my own and applying to the regionals? I've completed the standardized aptitude test portion. I certainly want some interview guidance if I make the cut. Well, we obviously can do that. Uh, we do coaching. So aviationgearspodcast.com uh, slash coaching and check that out. Um, the one thing that uh, you're asking there is, is it a good program? Yes, but I always tell people it no matter what the program is, uh, make sure that you have Plan B because it's a highly selective program, just like all of these different programs are that are out there throughout the world. You know, have a Plan B in place. So uh, if you aren't able to get into that, keep moving forward so you keep building your time and, and get on with the regional, et cetera. Another point to be made is the fact that we have people that you've heard on this podcast and, uh, well, I won't give it away, but I'll talk a little bit about it in one of the future episodes who will be getting through to a major a lot quicker than what you're talking about in four years through this program that they have at JetBlue. Uh, and it's an excellent program, but but there's right now there's such a demand that some people are actually making it to, to the majors even quicker than that. Uh, but... Uh, Again, you just take the route that's put in front of you and go for it. Uh, another aside, by the way, in general, looking at jobs, looking at different opportunities for jobs and opportunities to actually build your 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 actual experience level, make sure that when you're looking at a, at a job, you realize that it's something that's going to move you forward or backwards in your career, and you realize if that jobs are good or bad for you. You need to really look at that. You have to make that realization. For instance, if you have two different jobs and you're like, you want job number one, but you're given job number two, and job number two will get you there, you need to take job number two because if you keep waiting around for job number one, in this case it might be this program, uh, the Gateway Select uh, program, then you, you may not, you may miss a lot of other opportunities. I, hear, I see it happen so often. Another great example I'll give you. I have a couple of different people I'm counseling right now that have said to me that they really want to get on with 
you know, uh, airline X, you know, but airline Y is going to give them a job in six months. You know, should they turn down that job? And I'm sitting here talking to some of these people and I'm like, you know what? Take the job with the airline Y. If the job you really want and the airline you want is at X, then go for it. But you know what? You don't know. When you get that job with airline Y, you may like it and you may realize, hey, this is where you want to stay. So, so don't, you know, pass up that opportunity. I mean, you really don't want to do that because there's, there's so many good opportunities out there. And just remember this, that seniority is everything, uh, getting on with a major. So, uh, don't, don't turn down, uh, flying a, a 737 or 757, uh, just to stay where you are flying, say a turboprop or a small turbojet. And, uh, with the opportunity of possibly getting through to either one of these flow through programs, et cetera, because, you know, when the, the economy turns in a different direction, those flow-through programs either cease to exist or they come to a screeching halt. So remember that. Um, anyway, so in other words, for you, keep doing both and and keep trying because it's a cool program. The, it's it's a great program, gives you great experience, that type of thing. So make sure you, you look at that. Anyway, um, he continues with his, his question here is, uh, money is, is presently an issue with a new kid and last of my college student loans being paid off through September. To give you an idea, my current job pays me around $90,000. i am well aware of the massive pay cut I'd be looking at after spending all the money on training. My question is not limited to the Gateway program. Uh, any other advice you have is also highly welcome. Uh, as an aside, I'm based in Celebration, Florida, near Orlando, and I understand some or all of you are in the state as well. I'm training at uh, Sun State in Kissimmee. Cool, cool program at Sun State. Uh, I hope we may cross paths one day. I'm sure we will. For Tom, uh, Tom Wachowski, I'm also extremely interested in corporate flying. I'm in one of Disney's backyards, after all. They must need pilots, right? Uh, all in all, I'd say my dream job would be a charter pilot for an outfit that flies the an NHL, NHL team. Talk about uniting all my passions. I know, I know, getting way ahead of myself, but just musing. No, I, I think that's a great idea. What you just did was awesome. Set your goals high. You know, Make sure you set your goals as to exactly what you want. Define exactly what it is you want to be and where you want to be. And, and take a picture of that in your mind and do it. You know, I said that to myself a long time ago. I've always wanted to live on an island. And I set that goal and I did it. I did it at a very young age. I was in my 20s. Uh, as a matter of fact, Right now, I'm recording this. I'm on an island, and uh, it's where I live. And this morning, I just went out, jumped on my bicycle, and ran and just rode up and down the beach and watched the people jumping in the water. And uh, you know, it's nice, calm winds, and uh, it was a beautiful day just uh, out here on the beach. So that's that was my dream. Uh, your dream, you can define it the same way. You define exactly what you see, and that's exactly what I saw with that time on the beach and walking on a beach in great breeze, and and that's what I got. So. Uh, Anyway, he continues, uh, there are more details to my story involving the U.S. Air Force and a medical issue that I'd be happy to share in future correspondence. And obviously, we're not going to share that over here on the radio, but uh, it may serve as an inspiration to listeners. If I do get my first class medical, and if it works, I would love to hear that. That would be so cool. And that's so inspirational about uh, people that have overcome challenges in their medical. So please, if you're able to overcome that, let me know. Anyway, thanks for the guidance. Any guidance would be, or thanks so much for the show, and any guidance would be appreciated. Uh, he also gave me my, his uh, LinkedIn. By the way, uh, an aside, since he mentioned LinkedIn in his, his uh, email, I'm actually on LinkedIn. I don't correspond as much as I should on there, but it's a great spot for jobs and looking for jobs, et cetera, and uh, connecting and networking, networking, networking. 
Also, another thing, you mentioned corporate charter, corporate flying. I've kind of put it to Tom Wachowski, put him on the spot, and I said, listen, Tom, you know what? We need to do a show about the 10 reasons you should become a corporate pilot. And uh, I'd love to hear from him on that. He's got, We're putting that together now, so that'll be upcoming. Uh, we're going to sit down and talk about why you should do it. I know in the past he's talked about it, uh, but we're going to really kind of nail down some of the reasons and, and spell it out for you in a, in a new episode. So look forward to that and, uh, and putting that together with Tom. Tom is really good. Tom Wachowski, Private Jet Podcast. Listen to that podcast because if you want to understand the inner workings of corporate flying, that's the one to listen to. Really terrific person, really great prod- podcast. Anyway, thanks for that question. I really appreciate it. All right, moving on to our next question we have. It comes in and says, uh, I've been listening to Aviation Careers podcast in order to help prepare my friends and me for our aviation careers after we leave active duty. I want to thank you for all your hard work to help educate those interested in aviation careers. Aviation Careers podcast is very informative and helpful. I'm very interested in for joining ExpressJet Airlines after listening to this podcast and doing my own research. In episode 94, I picked up on the importance of knowing how to brief jet plates during the ExpressJet interview. I attached a brief slideshow which outlines the differences between the FA and DOD instrument approach plates and the JEP approach plates. I hope this is beneficial for those who have never used jet plates and those who will interview with ExpressJet who have not used jet plates. Thanks again for your work with the producing two great podcasts, this and Stuck Mike Avcast, Blue Skies. Hey, listen, you know, that that's a great resource. Uh, I appreciate the comments. Uh, as far as the Jeppesen, uh, we can't actually put it out there on our website uh, because there's a lot of copyright restrictions with Jeppesen. I only, if you notice, all the stuff that we do is all DOD, and anytime we have a Jeppesen plate, uh, we have to actually get permission to have that reproduced. So uh, a lot of times, uh, either I'd have to, you know, there's royalties involved. There's there's a lot of issues that are involved with using uh, Jeppesen because they have their own training materials. They have a course uh, that involves, and, you know, it's proprietary information. Uh, so we can't just put that out there. But I think that's a great uh, resource that you've used. Of course, at, at a school, at an airline that has the permission to use those resources, they can produce it with their online training and their in-house training, but they can't go out outside there. Just like a lot of the stuff with the military, there's uh, they have in-house training and they have courses and some of that's copywritten. So uh, I think that's a great resource. I think the uh, the Jeppesen, I've worked with them in the past on doing a course, and uh, who knows, maybe in the future we will. Uh, it's just that, again, that's uh, they already have their program. So go to jeppesen.com. They actually have a, a really good course that uh, concerns uh, the difference between the two of them. And uh, I'd love to put one together. And and like I said, it, it's it's an interesting one. But I can describe it. I can and talk about it, but I just can't uh, produce the pictures and, and put it out in the slideshow. But thanks so much for that resource. I really appreciate it. I looked at it. It was really, really good. Thanks. Moving on to the next question, it comes and says, Dear Carl, Eric, and Tom, I'd like to extend to you my most heartfelt thanks. As an instructor, NFO in the Navy, and a civilian CFI on the weekends, I've always enjoyed flying and being part of naval aviation. January 2015, after more than 20 years of living my dream as a naval flight officer, that's what an NFO is, by the way, my time in the air was pretty much at an end having reached that point where I could expect to spend my remaining career behind a desk. Just before the end of the Christmas holidays, I went into the office while things were quiet, with the intention of catching up on paperwork, with most of it done. I looked at what the Navy was offering for my next assignment. Nothing really got me excited, with most pilot jobs involving more staff and office work away from aviation. 
After more than 20 years in the Navy, maybe it's time to go. I thought. One of the highlights of my daily commute was, and still is, listening to your podcast. That particular day on the way home, I got to the end of the episode just as I pulled into the driveway. You finished off, as you always do, by saying, do something today that gets you one step closer to your dream. So I did just that. I sat down on the computer and Googled my specific Navy job title, expecting nothing to pop up. To my surprise, the very first entry that appeared was an employment opportunity for a contract instructor requiring exactly my unique set of qualifications. With a little help from LinkedIn, I eventually connected over Skype, you know, because he was living overseas, with a guy who wrote that job description. He asked me for my resume. Uh-oh, I thought. I guess I'd better figure out how to build a resume quick. To keep a long story short, I got the job. I'm now getting paid to do what I love as a contractor, teaching student naval flight officers. I go to work with a smile on my face every day and started with a little sage advice from you. Thank you. I wouldn't be here today if it weren't for your advice and encouragement. For folks who are considering the military as a career, I cannot say enough about what a rewarding experience it has been. Military service involves hard work, significant time away from home, and you can probably make more money elsewhere in the civilian world. That said, I would not trade my 21-plus years for anything. I've made incredible friends and have seen the world. My family has been well taken care of, and I'll have some great sea stories for and when I have grandkids. Like few other professionals, military service comes with a sense that you're a part of something bigger than yourself. Go for it. Well, that was awesome. Thanks for that email. I really, uh, that, I, I really appreciate that. Love to have you on the show to talk about that that career and uh, in the naval navy as a navy flight officer. And also, thank you for your service and all the other people that wrote in there in the military and you, the listener that's in the military. Thank you for your service. You know, that's the end of our questions, but. I want to say this, and just by, you all have inspired me as far as uh, aviation and your military uh, questions. So one thing that we have done for those in the military is we're putting together a podcast uh, about the transition from the military to the airlines. So, you know, I love the military pilots I fly with. They're terrific people. They fly great, terrific, in, and, and they're by the book. You know, they, they're good in, in emergency and abnormal situations. Uh, one thing, though, that's a challenge for people that are coming from the military to the civilian world is the fact that, you know, they don't understand the operations that well. Well, because they were never taught that. Uh, so they don't understand a lot of things, you know, gate holds and that type of thing. And uh, so we're we're gonna, we're trying to put together a list of things that we've seen in the past from from especially the military pilots. We're trying to focus on you, the military pilot, the challenges you've had moving from this this world of flying as either a single seat fighter pilot or pilot of a crew in the military to the civilian world. And we're making a list right now. And it's actually getting a little bit long, so it's kind of cool. And and what we're doing is we're going to put together a podcast and just talk about the transition from the military to the civilian world. And that's all we're going to talk about in that one show, kind of like we did today and, and talked about your, answering your questions. Uh, I think it's it's really going to be a good service to you. I'm hoping, hopefully this is going to work, and I hope you share it with the rest of the folks in the military. As a matter of fact, that actual podcast will hopefully help people that aren't in the aviation world as far as the airlines are concerned. Excuse me, airline world, part 121 scheduled airlines. Because, uh, you know, you go from flying 172 flight instructions to all of a sudden working at a regional airline and, you know, 
you don't understand how the operation works. The regionals do a really good job, by the way, of teaching you all about those operations because uh, they're you know accustomed to that. The majors a little bit different; they don't quite go over that. So we're hopefully uh, that'll be a great resource. And uh, and again, thank you for your service. Those uh, that have served and are serving right now that are listening. Well, folks, that's it. That's uh, that's all the questions we have for this episode. Uh, we have a whole bunch more. So we're going to do another one of these episodes of questions and answers. I also, uh, if you write in, I love the stories that you tell. Some of the people that are wanting to come on the show, we'd love to have you on the show. That'd be terrific. Don't forget to check out some of the videos, especially that expertaviator.com slash holding. Uh, go out there and check that out. That's uh, the new. That's a technical video. It might help some of you. Uh, and also check out some of our coaching services. But uh, take a look at some of the uh, things that we have on the website there at Aviation Careers Podcast, especially the scholarships. I know a lot of people talked about money. Uh, a lot of those new scholarships that we have out there, we're putting out the new guide shortly, the new version of the 2016 guide uh, on both Amazon and also as the PDF file. Uh, check that out because there's a bunch of new things out there that might apply to you. Whether you're looking at uh, becoming a mechanic, whether you're looking at becoming somebody who's working on uh, 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 aeronautical engineering or somebody who wants to actually fly an airplane, it's it's out there. There's money out there for you. You just have to go and find it. Uh, and they're in places that you would never realize. So I really, that that's a big stumbling block right now. It's a challenge, but you can get over that hurdle. This is one of those tools we put together. It's only 10 bucks. Uh, so it, I, I really think it's an affordable resource for you. Well, folks, one thing that, uh, you know, I always say at the end of all these shows is make sure you do like all these people have done. And if you're looking at moving forward in your career, do something today. Take one small step. You know, stop the car right now. Call somebody. Look on the internet. Find that thing that you need, whether it's a job, whether it's some device, whether it's something in the training world, a book. It's a course you need to sign up for. It's information. You need to phone, make a phone call about information about a, a new uh, rating that you need to find. Do it today. Do something now to move forward in a, your aviation career. And you know what? I know you can do it. We'll talk to you next episode and safe flying. You have been listening to Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. This aviation podcast is produced by the Valeri Aviation Corporation. Although host or guests may receive compensation for products and services discussed in this podcast, compensation never influences our opinion. Before purchasing any product or service, you should always do your own research. Music by Billy Wheeler. All rights reserved.